Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. times in your life that you feel like mentally you're just losing it? Do you, you ever feel that way? Like, man, it's just, gee Louise. I was driving to Atlanta a couple weeks ago and I uh, got on I-20 and those of you know that, you know, I'm a recovering road rage uh, person. Uh, and, and so I'm driving, you know, the traffic's going and, I, I, and I'm a law-abiding citizen, so I'm only driving five miles an hour over the speed limit, right? Because we got that 10 mile an hour window, right? And she's like, that's right, you know. And so I'm driving, you know, and then finally, thank God, the HOV lane uh, sign comes and I get to get in that lane and I'm doing good. And then all of a sudden behind me, here comes an idiot charging in behind me in my car. And, and, you know, in the HOV lane, he comes charging up behind me. And I was like, I bet you, in my mind, I said, I bet you there's nobody else in that car but him. And so... Sure enough, gets on my bumper, and then I slam on the brakes. No, I didn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> gets on my bumper, and then he you know, pulls around the side to go around me. And I look, and sure enough, there's only one person in the car. I'm going to tell you, I got ticked. I mean, I was all, I'm like, oh, I, I should call 911 right now and say, how that jerk, you know, look at riding in this lane over here. I had nobody else in the car with him. And after I cooled off. I looked around my car. <laughs> I was the only one in my car. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my God. And all this time I thought I was doing the right thing. And so, anyways, it happens. You're losing it sometimes. So, you know, uh, some of our greatest fears is losing our mind. Uh, you know, that's why. Uh, the disease of, of, of Alzheimer's is, is one of those that we fear the most, I think, because we're losing our mind. But I'll tell you something that's even more scary is losing control of what you should be in control of. You know, uh, anytime that we try to control something that's out of our control, we're playing God. But when, you, when, when there's things in your life that you should be in control of that you either give away that control or you lose that control, then that is very, very fearful. And one of those areas that we have uh, done that in our lives and in our country is in our finances. We've given up control. We've given it away. And so today I want to make a declaration for all of us in this room. And now I want us to, we're going to say uh, four words and we're going to say it out loud and we're going to mean it with all of our heart because it's time to do something about it. So I want you, when these words come up, I want you to just say it out loud. Are you ready? Come on. Let's say it. You ready? Come on. I'm taking it back. You can't have it anymore. You can't have my control. You can't have power over me anymore. I'm taking it back. And here's what I want to tell you. You know, and most of the time when it come, you come to church and you hear, you hear they're going to be talking about finances, you go, oh, my God, why did I show up today? Well, I'm not here. Listen, you can just relax because I'm not here to beat you up about it. I'm here to help you out with it. And I want to give you some tools today in church, 
if Jesus talked more about finances than he did heaven or hell or combined together, then we got to talk about it because it's a trap that gets us and we got to learn how to take it back. So today I want to empower you to take it back. Amen? I want to empower you to take it back. No longer am I going to be weak anymore in this area. And so I want to give you some principles today. So I'm excited because somebody, a lot of somebody in this room are going to receive power that you haven't had. And you're going to get it back. I'm excited about that. So here we go. So how to take control of my finances. Number one is this. Would you write this down? Is take control of my debt. Take control of my debt. Oh, until debt do us part, right? <laughs> uh, that's the way it goes now at weddings. Is until uh, debt do us part. Look what the Bible says. Proverbs 22 and 7. The poor are ruled by the who? Rich. Those who borrow are what? Slaves. Slaves to the money lender. And I want to tell you something. I've been enslaved before. And many of us in this room have been enslaved before. You see, debt is not sinful, but it is very stressful. Would you agree with that? You know, matter of fact, I would say this, that, that we, when Ron and I had been enslaved with debt before, I would say this, I owe, I owe, so off to my second job I go. Right? And many of us sitting in this room are there. I mean, we're there. And so we're going to get out. So the thing is, is that that's being enslaved. When, when, when your debt is determining how much you have to work, then that's being enslaved. It's telling you what you have to do. And so I would just challenge you because I want you to move to this new little rhyme that I wrote, and that is this. I'm free, I'm free to be me, not a slave unto thee. Amen. I want you to be able to look at your money, your, the people that, that you owe money to, and say, no longer are you going to hold me down. And that is, the, that is the goal of this. So, again, we got to shout our words out again. You ready? we got to make this statement, make it clear. Let's say it. It's coming up on the screen. You ready? Let's say it. I'm taking it back. That's right. I'm taking it back, baby. You're no longer going to have me. So I want to give you some steps to take control of your debt. Because, again, I'm not here to make you feel bad about your debt because we've all been there. I'm here to help you out of it. Amen? Amen. So my name is Jeff, and I'm your friend. Amen. That's right. I am not your credit, uh, credit collector. My name is Jeff. I'm your friend. Okay, so here we go. There's five things I want to give you. And so letter A, would you write this down? Is list all that I owe. List all that I owe. So it's very, very important. If you're going to take back control and power, then you have to put it down on paper. And inside of your program, I have a, a page here, a sheet of paper that I challenge you, I double-dog dare you to go home this week and write down on paper everything that you owe. And listen, it's scarier off paper than it is on paper. Because you know what happens? The reason that you're so stressed out is, is you're carrying it in your mind. And once you put it on paper, it gets off your mind onto paper. And then you can deal with it. And so release the stress. Now, again, if you, everyone, if you're single, married, I encourage you to do that. Now, I want to share something with you. If you are married... I would say this to you, is that it's very, very important to do this because many people come to me and say, Pastor, we're just not on the same page with our finances. And you know what I say to that? Show me the page. Amen. Show me the page. If you can't show me the page, you'll never be on the same page because what's in your mind will not be on what's, what's on her mind. And what's on her mind will not be on your mind. So you have to get on the same page. And so show me the page, right? Show me the money? No, show me the page. And then you can get the money straightened out. So I challenge you to do that. Now, 
One of the greatest damages that I find in relationships is hidden debt. That means when you go out and you borrow money or you make a big purchase on a credit card and you do not share that with the people within your family, especially your spouse if you are married. If, it's gonna, if, you, if your decision is going to affect everyone's, everyone's finances in your family, then you should share that before you purchase that. Amen? Amen. And so please, please make sure to do that because if you don't, you're going to be calling me one day and say, Pastor, they found out and I'm in trouble. And they said they're leaving me. So let me save you that conversation. Go ahead and, and right now, go ahead and begin to work on that now. Now, I have a picture of these donkeys up here, okay? Not that I'm calling you one, all right? Not that I'm, but we've all been donkeys before, right? Do you agree with that? Matter of fact, I've been that many, many times. But as you can see, that these donkeys have two objectives. And you can see that they're working, the pictures of some are working against each other, and that is exactly the way your household looks when it comes to finances, is that you're working against each other and you're strangling each other to death. You're killing each other. And so the wise donkeys to say, hey, you know what? Why don't we work together? Why don't we go over here and consume this, and then we can go over here and take care of this? And that's what a budget does for you. Writing it down on paper helps you work together. And you no longer have to be a dumb donkey. (laughs) Some of you are filling in that word right there, aren't you? Yes, you are. (laughs) And I've been a dumb donkey before. (laughs) And so you get to work together. Now, so let me ask you the question. In reality, right now in your situation, which one of those pictures describe you and your family? You know what? You can even, if you're a child still living at home, what I mean a child, meaning about you're, you could be an adult and still be a child living at home. But if you're impacting your family's budget and you're going the opposite way of them, then you're still not walking in unity. And so I want to challenge you. Now I want to ask you one more question before we move off of that. Which one of those pictures represent your relationship with God? Are you fighting against God? Let me tell you something. Your arms are not long enough to box with God. And so I want to challenge you. Get on the same page with God. You say, well, how do I do that? Well, it's very simple. He wrote it down right here. Isn't it amazing how God wanted us on the same page? So he, he got us the page. And so I challenge you to get in his word. Now, one of the things that you can do to get on page with God, and we have people do it every week. Last week, there were seven people that made a decision for Jesus Christ between our three services. Isn't that amazing? Awesome. Matter of fact, I say our four services because Monday night, there was someone that received Christ Monday night as well. So. But there is a prayer inside of this program that God, is, God is, is waiting on you to pray. Some of you walked in this church. You didn't care what I had to say. You're just ready to get saved. And so there's a prayer right there that says, uh, the prayer to become a Christ follower, just pray that prayer. And you just get it right with God. And the only thing we ask you to do is just check it on the back of this card so we can pray for you this week. We want to pray for you. And I pray over every person that receives Christ. Every week, I ask God to be with you and help you. Amen? All right. So, okay. Now, remember our four words. We're going to say them out loud again, and they're coming up on the screen. Let's say, you ready? I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back, Jack. Right, you can't have it anymore. Here we go. Letter B is this, 
is discipline myself in small financial ways. This is, the, this is the key to getting out of debt, to taking it back. It's not the big things. Some of you think, oh, I got this big bill. No, it's the little things that begin to help you do this. Look what Jesus says. Jesus said this in Luke 16 and 10. Whoever can be trusted with very what? Little can also be trusted with? And whoever is dishonest with very little will be dishonest with much. So it's the small everyday spending decisions that actually either will help you get out of debt or will dig you deeper into debt. So you got a shovel in your hand. And either you're going to start taking, making small financial decisions going to help you dig out or you're going to dig deeper and get in. And it's little things. You know, like me, I'm going to be honest with you. I was addicted to QT. I could not, my car could not pass a QT without stopping. <laughs> I had to go in there and I had to get my drink, my fountain drink, you know, that, that in the summertime they have them for about 69 cents. But the thing is, is that they know me. And so they've studied my behavior. So they know if they put the fountain drink in the back of the store, I'm going back there to get the drink. But I got to walk past all the donuts and candy bars and potato chips and peanuts and all that. I went in just for 69 cents, but I come out, it cost me $7.99. You multiply that five or six days a week, then all of a sudden I'm spending $40 a week at QT. And there's many of you today that you always, you, every morning you have to stop by five bucks and get you something. I mean, Starbucks, I'm sorry. Sorry, Starbucks. Oh, I know some of you are like, no, don't be saying, don't be throwing. I'm not throwing off. I'm just saying that if you're going to get out of debt, it starts with the little things, Right? And begin working with that, the little things. It makes it better. Again, um, I want to say at this moment, I want to ask you to do some little thing to invest in you. Because at SEC, we want your life to get better. And one of the things that I want to I challenge you to take a little step to help your life get better is that is I want you to go to growth track. If you've not been to growth track yet, it happens uh, every Sunday at 12 o'clock during our, during our 12 o'clock service. And we're starting over with step one next Sunday. I want you, if at all possible, if you've not been through Growth Track, to do that. What is Growth Track? Growth Track helps you find out about yourself. It helps you find out about SEC. And it helps you find your place where God wants you to be so that you can begin to start serving and be happy again. Amen, everybody? So I want to challenge you. So if, you, if that's you... I want you to sign this card. It says, I will do my best to complete growth track by the end of the year. Don't go in 2020 and not be a part of growth track and have gone through that. Please do that. Okay. All right. Letter C is this. is cut back on monthly bills and have a sale. Cut back on monthly bills and have a sale. Now, this is so practical, again, because here's what I want you to know. You do not have an income problem you have an outgo problem. <laughs> I guarantee you, unless something changes, we could double your income today. And if you didn't change your behavior, you'd be just as bad off six months from now. Amen. It's not an income problem. It's an outgo problem. And so what Rhonda and I discovered when we went through financial peace in 2008 was, is that we had an outgo problem. And so what we did is we went through every, every bill that we had. We went through the cable bill. And we cut it way back. You know, we cut our package back. We went through, back then, the cable and internet wasn't together. So we went through our internet bill, cut it back. We went through our car insurance. And listen, if you have not negotiated your car insurance in the last three to five years, you're getting ripped off. 
And so we went through, we renegotiated, we just did that again lately, but we went through that and we cut that back. And we went through life insurance policies that we had and we cut that back, you know, and, and we found uh, more for less money. I'm telling you, we went through every bill we had. I had a cell phone. Listen, I had back then Blackberries. Anybody remember Blackberries? Okay, yeah, I had a Blackberry then. For those of you that are younger, that's, that's like the epitome of a great smartphone today. It was like the iPhone 12. You say, they don't have a 12 yet. Well, that's what I had, baby. It was more than everybody else had. I, I had a Blackberry, and it, had a, it cost me uh, $35 to have that. And then the data plan was another uh, $40 on top of that. And because we cut back, we said, we got to cut back. I had that, that, that Blackberry that was a smack daddy phone of the day that I had cut the data off of for, to save $40 a month. So people say, hey, can I see your new phone? I'm like, yeah, you can see it. They're like, can I, can I go online and get some? No, you can just see it. That's all you can do. You, you can't say, I've got to put it up. Why? Because I was doing all that we did everything. And by doing that, we saved $100 a week. Some of you don't need a second job. You just need to look at what's going out. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? You don't have to work anymore. Just go look at what you're paying out. Some of you today, you know, you're, you're paying on gym memberships that, that you don't even go to anymore. Amen. You haven't been to the gym in six months, and you think, I'm going to go tomorrow. No, you're not. Go, go cancel the membership, right? Amen. Oh, dear God. Boy, he's telling the truth right now, isn't he? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You see, you don't need a second job. You need to just cut the bills that you're paying. Some of you right now, you, listen, you're paying for Netflix. You're paying for Hulu TV. You're paying for YouTube TV. You know, you're paying for Spotify. You're paying for Pandora. You're paying for all these things, and they're only 5 to $10 a month. But look, when you add all that up, baby, that's $100 a month. I'm telling you, get free, right? We said that. We said we're going to get free, Amen. Now, I knew at this moment that, uh, that you would begin to guard, start getting stressed out, and so you need a break. So I want to give you a break. Remember I said, I said, uh, on this, cut back on monthly bills and have a sale. And some things in your house you just need to get rid of. It will help you with, the, with debt. Amen? So in, and just in case you're thinking about having a yard sale, I found these signs that might help you out. Here they are. Here's the first one. Look at it on the screen. My husband is making me sell it. Half of you thought that was funny. Ladies, don't worry. It's coming now. Look at this one. It says this. Take my exit stuff yard sale. It's all, all got to be gone just like him. Mm. Oh. oh, it gets worse. Are you ready for this next one? Look at that. Going to jail sale. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to know what happened there. <laughs> Yep. On the screen, let's say it again. You ready? Come on, let's say our four words. Here we go. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back, Jack. You can't have it anymore. Letter D is this, is add no new debt. Add no new debt. We buy things that we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't even like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me say that one more time. We buy things that we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't even like. You don't even like that brother-in-law. 
You say, oh, I'm going to drive this. I'm going to show him. Look here, yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't even like him. What I want to tell you is this, is that most bad financial decisions can be avoided with these, this phrase, not now, maybe later. Listen, here's the greatest thing, and, and many, of you, many of you that are just starting out, and I thank God for all of our uh, uh, teenagers here, college students and young adults, I just want to say to you this. You don't have to have everything that your parents have right now. If you will be patient and you will live within your means, you will have it one day. And you'll have better than they have because you're starting now with wise financial decisions. You, you, if you, and that's our passion here at SEC is that we want you to stand on our shoulders. Listen, I was almost 40 years old before I got this. I was dumb a long time. I was a donkey a long time. Don't be a donkey, right? And so we want you to get this so that you don't have to go through that. And so I would say that, uh, look what the Bible says in uh, Hebrews 13 and 5. He says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be what? Content with what? Oh, let me say that again. He says, be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And let me just say this. I've learned a secret is that just because someone else has it doesn't mean I have to have it. Oh, I'm going to help you big time right here. I'm going to give you my secret, all right? Here it is. I enjoy a lot of great things. I enjoy a lot of good things, but they're not mine. You see, what I've learned is this, is that I don't have to have that boat. I just have to have a friend that has one. I love going to, I'll put the gas in it, baby. I'll pay for the gas, and we just cruise across the lake, and it's a nice boat. And when my fishing trip's over, when I'm done skiing, I go back home with no payment. Hallelujah. That's right. Super Bowl time, I'm coming to your house. I want to watch it. On, I want to watch the Super Bowl on the latest, greatest screen, and I just find out. So if I call you, it's because I heard you had a big television. <laughs> you don't have to have it all. You just have some friends. Go to their house. Oh, you get a nice grill. I'll come eat your hot dogs. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. I love it those people get the eggs, you know, the eggs. I don't even know what an egg was until I saw the price tag on the egg. This thing must be something. Yeah, it must be good. Well, yeah, I don't have one, but I want to come and try yours out. All right. You get the point. Letter E. Join a financial peace group. Join a financial peace group. This... The greatest thing that Rhonda and I did for our, for our family, for our marriage, and for our future was we went through financial peace because what it did was put us on the same page. And I want to tell you something. It's hard to, it's hard to be in love, feel in love all the time when you're mad at each other because you ain't got no money. When you can't go to McDonald's and buy a Happy Meal, you're sad. Am I right about it? And so I'm telling you, so I'm challenging you. We'll be starting these again uh, in January. We'll start signing up. But go ahead right now and make up your mind that, you know, 2020 is my year. I'm taking it back. 
And go ahead and sign up on the back of your card. It says, send me information about Financial Peace Group so we can help you out. The best thing I can do for generations to come. Those of you that don't even have children yet, you, you're 20-somethings that, are, that have just gotten married, let me tell you something. The best thing we can do is help your children that you don't even have is let you get it straightened out financially before they get here. Amen. We want you to have options. If you don't want to work when your children are, are born, then we want you to have that option. You know, if you want, that's fine if you want to, but we want you to at least have the option, amen, and help you out. Okay. All right. So let's go to number two. Number two is this, is choose God's favor in my finances. Choose God's favor in my finances. Notice what Jesus said here. He says, seek when? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then what happens? Look at what he says. All these things shall be what? Okay, so God's going to add to you. I want you to, when you do it God's way, He's going to add to you. Now, this is what I'm about to share with you is nothing to condemn you, but it's just to make you aware of God's blessing. If you want God's blessing over your finances, this is the way He says to do it. It's found in Malachi 3, look what it says, 3.10. He says this, bring the whole what? Tithe. Okay, circle that word tithe because I didn't know what that word meant. I thought it was a washing powder. I thought it's where you wash your clothes in. I heard that. Tide. Tide, tide. I don't know. It's close. But that means, that word means 10%. First 10%. That's what it means. And then he goes on and says, bring the whole tithe into the what? Storehouse. What is a storehouse? Because I didn't know what that was either. I'm like, okay, what barn am I to go to? Well, the storehouse is where you receive your spiritual nourishment. I mean, the local church that you attend is where you to bring your tithe to. That's God's rule. It's not mine. And it's the way that God provides for the church. There would be no, there would be no churches. churches don't, most churches don't get grants. We don't get any grants. The way that our church operates is on people bringing the tithe to the storehouse. That's the way it works. Okay? And then he goes on to say that you may, there may be food in my house so that when you come on Sundays, that, that it'll be, God will have spiritual food he can teach you. He says, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw up the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Now, I want to tell you, it's God's promise. I taught this uh, a couple years ago, and as soon as service was over, I, w- I was out there shaking some people's hands, and a man came up to me, and he said, you are crazy as beep, 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 beep. And I'm talking about he used all the beeps. He just, yeah, he cussed me out. Told me I was crazy. Well, I thought, you know what? Never see you again, I guess. Adios. I thought that. I thought that. I mean, man talked to me like that. I said, he cussed me out. He surely ain't coming back. Well, he come back. I was ready to cuss him out this time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was ready. I was like, oh, no. It's before we had all them nice security people around me, you know. When I was ready, I was like, oh, my God, what are you going to say this week? But he said, you know what, after a couple weeks, he said, you know what, I decided to come back because I decided to try it. Because I told him in that, so I said, you know, you got to test and prove God. I said, the only, way, if you wanna, the only tangible way that you ever know that God exists is that you test him with this. He says, you test me and see if I won't bless you. And that's the only way. He says it, not me. And so something happens to that man's wife a little later on. She got sick. And they started having his hospital bills, and there was no way that he could pay them on his own. And I want you to know that, that something happened along the way to where all that worked out. And he come back to me and said, Pastor, 
I know I cussed you out in the beginning, but I just want to say thank you because you taught me to tithe. God's blessing showed up, and he's made a way where I saw that there was no way. And I know it's on the blessing of God. Amen? So I, I, teach, you, I teach you tithing not because I want something from you. I do not want anything. I want something for you. And I don't think it's fair that I walk around with the blessing of God in my life and because we're afraid to talk about money in church that I don't tell you what God says he will bless. And I want to tell you, Ron and I have been under that blessing a long time. We are tithers. We tithe to this church. And I want you to know that God has favored us and he wants to favor your finances as well. And the greatest principle I can ever give you about getting out of debt and getting yourself in order is you begin to put God first. And whatever you put God first in, he blesses you. You put God first in your marriage, he'll bless it. You put God first in your family, he'll bless it. You put God first in your finances, and he will bless them, amen? God blesses it. God blesses it. I have an example here. I've got to show you real quickly. i got 10 $1 bills here in my hand. And as I hold these 10 $1 bills up here, what is the tithe off of $10? One dollar is ten percent, right? So, which one of these dollars is the tithe? The first one that leaves, right? Here's the deal: if you wait till you spend all of these nine, you will never have this ten left over to give God. But it's amazing when you give Him the first one, you will have enough left over to do whatever you need to do the rest of your month. Isn't that amazing? It's the power of the blessing of God. And listen, if you're, not a, if you're not a Christ follower today, again, you may be cussing me out right now. Just don't, don't tell me personally anymore. You just keep it yourself. Amen. I don't have enough of that. Amen. But I'm telling you, it's a spiritual principle, and it's something that God honors. And I want to challenge you to put, uh, be obedient to God. Okay, it's coming up on the screen. Let's say it one more time. You ready? Here we go. I'm taking it back. The last thing I want to tell you is this, is pray for it. Before I pay for it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Look what the Bible says. I want, uh, G, uh, James says this. He says, you want something, but you don't get it. So what do you do? You kill and you covet. You cannot have what you want. What's those next four words? Let's read them. You ready? You quarrel and fight. You know what that means? Is you start whining because, oh, I can't ever get a break. And then you start looking at other people and say, well, look at them. It ain't fair. They get this and they get this. God don't like me. You know what you're doing? You're wham, wham, wham. Somebody needs to call the wambulance. <laughs> he says, here's the secret. Look, you do not have because you do not what? Yes. You do not ask God. You know what we do in our culture? We sign for it. We bribe for it, we manipulate for it, we steal for it, we trade for it. But you know what God says? You're not praying for it. You're not praying for it. What do you need? And now listen, let's just, let's just take a break from finances just a minute. Do you, need, do you need a new relationship? Now, if you're married, I'm sorry. You've got to ask God to renew that relationship, right? I want to tell you. You know, I see these single people all the time that, that are doing their, they're putting themselves out there trying to manipulate to get, a, to get a person in their life. Let me tell you something. If you got to buy them, you have to keep buying them. If they're only going to go with you for what you can do for them, then you're, you're not going to ever be able, be able to do enough for them. Amen? 
And so quit, quit trying, quit trying to make them like you. And why don't you begin to pray for God to send you somebody that loves you? Hallelujah. You, you, don't, you don't need to keep them saying, oh, I got to do, I got to keep performing so they'll like me. No, you don't want somebody to like you. You want somebody to love you. And you pray, God, will you send the right person my way that, Lord, I can love you and I can love them and we can have a great family together in marriage. That's what you do. You see, you stop paying for it. And here's the deal is that if you make bad, if you make decisions without praying, you'll continue to pay for it. Has anybody in this room made a bad decision that you've had to pay for beside me? Yes, praying for it keeps you from having to pay for it. Financially, God wants to bless you with good things. He just didn't want you to be burdened with debt. And there's some things that, you know what, he wants you, some things that you don't even need that you want. It's not a need, but you want it. It's okay to ask for that. He said that if you that are being worldly, you earthly people know how to give good gifts, how much more does my heavenly Father want to give good gifts to you? God wants to give you some things. And the thing is, is that you're trying to figure it out and you're trying to pay for it when God's saying all the time, if you just pray for it, I got what you need and I can get it to you. Amen. Pray for it. Quit trying to pay for it. Pray for it before you pay for it. I'd like for you to stand with me. I felt so impressed this week as I was talking about this. Is there, what, is it, what is it that you need? Do you need healing in your relationship? How about your relationship between, between your, your spouse? How is that going? How about your relationship between your parents? How's that going? How about your relationship with that coworker? How's that going? What is it that you need? What is the financial need that you have? What is it that's going on there? What do you need? What do you need? I ask you, what do you need? It can be relationship. It can be financial. It can be whatever. What is it that you, do you have it in your mind what you need? Do you have that in your mind? What is it that you need? Is it peace that you need? What is it you need? Because he said, instead of trying to keep making it happen and paying for it, if you would be bold enough to get out and pray for it, then God's going to do something in your life. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's S-C-C view.net and click the give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.